So I'm going to have to derail our usual derailing by derailing us here. Okay, this is a good start. So um, earlier today I referenced something to do with Defenders of Universe to yeah. discover I've actually been pronouncing Protectors of Universe's name incorrectly. I, I The DVD I have is Defenders of Universe. So I wound up, or I discovered this by, I'm, I put Defenders of Universe into Amazon. Okay. And according to Amazon, the following is a Voltron Defender of the Universe official art book. Hardback. Okay. Is it actually Voltron or is it Defenders of Universe? Um, That's a shoe. <laughs> it's a shoe. <laughs> that is a shoe. With It is a four and a half star shoe based on 107 reviews from Amazon.com. 31, 20 pounds. Okay. Or whatever that is. <laughs> 31 pounds, 20... Pence? Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, Questions. Is, it, is the item durable? Is the item easy to use? What are the dimensions of this item? I, I, I have so many questions. Like, um, what, why is the seller currently not making deliveries to the United States? And I, All of the, like, people questions here seem to be actually, like, to the I ordered these boots from Nordstrom's last week. It's hard to find boots. These are just arriving this morning. I got the black with Cordovan tops. Yeah, on, uh, as though they're actually shoes, not... Yeah, not Voltron Defender of the Universe official art book hardback common, because apparently it has a rarity. I, apparently. Um, you don't want no yeah. common art book. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't appear to have a great soul on it, but I don't know that much about riding boots, which is what this <laughs> appears to be. I have... I Maybe? Sure. I, well, this is obviously not an art book. It's obviously a DVD <laughs> box set. <laughs> Product description. To many genre fans, Voltron was the original transforming robotic action series and introduced an entire generation to the world of Japanese-style animation, a mix of official brand history, original artwork, fan memories, celebrity testimonials, and more. This book celebrates Voltron's influence today and beyond. Is the product description of this pair of boots. Is it possible that, like, the people that are rating it at the bottom are just fucking with people who come across this and posting posts as though it's a shoe? I have no fucking clue. I... It, it, it's still also yet slightly self-aware enough to say, would you like to explore more things in sports and outdoor? I, so it's also yet somewhat aware it's not a book. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I. Huh. This is so confusing. Well, to be fair, watching Defenders of Universe is a sport. <laughs> it's a drinking sport. I never said what kind of sport it was. Just that it takes physical endurance, a lack of care for yourself's well-being, and a proper venue. A.K.A. Mm -hmm. a sport, as far as I'm concerned. And there are winners, <laughs> and there are losers. Defenders of Universe always wins, kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters, and anyone who watches it is the loser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast number 40. Um... As me and Charlie were just discussing, apparently in uh, human years, our podcast is officially socially dead. Uh, something that could describe me in my last week or so. Yeah. Uh, as I was not here. Fortunately, I was replaced by a uh, 
significantly better, younger, more attractive model or something. He's actually like that. older than both of us, so you're just wrong. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I'm still. I've been hearing words like replace and whatnot being thrown around the office that Not we totally replaced, have. swapped. Yeah, swapped. Um, something. Uh, I also keep hearing things about like throw him on the street and make sure he lands on his ass and. Make sure you change the locks once he's out the door. A lot of these types of phrases I'm hearing being tossed around. Jeff, we could never replace you. You're <laughs> special. I've also heard things about how many pints of blood do you think are in him? That how many do you think we can get out? <laughs> that sounds more accurate. That, that definitely sounds like something I'd say. So I actually know the answer to that question now. Um, oh? So... I'm just going to jump right into it then. So last week, despite being a, uh, being told that I was on vacation, I actually was on a business trip with my work, and I was in the great state of Minnesota. If you've ever wondered um, if I listen to everything Jeff says, there you go. <laughs> yep, pretty much. So in Minnesota, um, I went out with my two coworkers, and on um, one of the days, one of the customers that we met with only set aside an hour and a half to actually meet with us. So we went to the Minnesota Museum of Science, which best I can tell, Minnesota is one of the best exporters of dinosaurs. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> most of them came from, I think they said Red Wing, Minnesota. Like that or Montana, they have a surprising number of dinosaur finds. Yeah. And um, they had this like anatomy exhibit kind of deal. It was much smaller than the one in Boston, or at least when I'm used to seeing uh, Body World or whatever. And it was like, stand on this scale, and it will tell you how many pints of blood are in you. And I believe I'm about eight and a half pints of blood. <laughs> eight and a half, you say? Eight and a half, but you have to get every single fucking drop out. That's enough to grease my motorcycle. So the trick is you keep the subject alive for a little while, and then you take a little at a time. Whoa, whoa, I Jeff, mean, what? Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> if it's considered inhumane to do it to a pig, which is what your friend was slow bleeding in this case, I ain't no mm -hmm. animal. I wouldn't do that to one of my valued... Yeah, you're, you're right. That might be your fate. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have put a number on it. I guess that was just my bad right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm going to be forever identified as a ketchup packet. Just <laughs> please, please. Just please, pending. Please. It's not ketchup. It's sriracha. It's sriracha. way more liquid. Mm -hmm. I, don't have to, I don't have to shake it as much to get it out of the tube. Or castrol motorcycle lubricant, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the so AB negative of, helps it. What is it? I don't know. The AB negative is a good degreaser. Oh, I'm O negative. Ooh. Or at least I believe that's the case. Um, so going to jump into the other things that happened to me uh, between now and then, um, which I spent most of my time in Minnesota. I was gone like all last week. I got back and I got to have a D&D &D session. Oh, This joy. time... Instead of the normal D&D sessions with the ninja character I've been running, it was the one with the crazy, womanizing, terrible, alcoholic drinks every day until he has to do constitution checks, or whichever they are, uh, monk that I've been running. And this week, he managed to fuck one of the other character's moms. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So that that was his the upside of his campaign. 
And then he proceeded to go wait, into combat. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the one that you were, like, seducing and shit into becoming a ninja? No. The ninja, the ninja is telling people to join his secret ninja club to become ninjas. Okay. Uh, it's not secret, actually. Um, this is the other campaign with the adventures of Rip Snorting. Lovingly ripped from the cartoon on YouTube, Rip Snorting. Ah. Um... So I did that. That was the highlight of that. And because I apparently hadn't actually purchased items in forever, and the way that monks are balanced is everyone else starts out with like two to 400 starting gold, and monks start out with like 40. Like they start out broke as fuck. Yeah, they're monks. They've taken a vow of poverty. Something like that. That's exactly um, what it is, yes. Well, mine took a vow of alcoholism. Well, that's that also will lead to a life of poverty. <laughs> But I was about like fourth or six thousand gold under wealth, so I got my like ass handed to me, <laughs> um, which was pretty funny. Um, but he doesn't back down for a fight, so it was a lot of my group pulling him back in from like walking towards a a uh, skeletal dragon, being like, "I'm I'll fucking tear your fucking arms off." Nope, nope, you you're almost dead. Nope, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, nah, the, the damn shame is you're playing Pathfinder and also in a post-broken um, monk era. Because back when I played D&D Monks are still pretty broken, actually. But they used to be they, so much more. I don't need him to be broken. He's he's fun the way he is. Um, the only downside of monks is they want too much of every statistic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're, you're playing in the kind of... A, you're playing Pathfinder, which is a more balanced game at that point. When monks yep. were initially put, I think it was the like one and a half round when monks were put into D and D, like the stats for them were like, wait, 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 wait. So if I go unarmed, I can one shot almost anything. Yeah. If I roll like a two, yeah. Who the hell wrote these rules? Hmm. What? Yeah, I would say that aside, that was fun. Um. For my birthday, my dad gave me uh, Bruins tickets, so I actually Ooh. got to go see the Bruins lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking Leafs. On the upside, they managed to somehow, the very next day, pull a 2-1 overtime win over Montreal, which shouldn't have happened given those results. Yeah. I'll I've... take it, but that's a bit of an upset. Yeah. Um. But that was fun getting to go to the garden and whatnot. Um, I say, actually, I should probably talk about Minnesota for a little bit, which was... It's a thing that well, happened. What? It is a thing that happened, after all. It is a thing that happened, um, which is, I'll mostly talk about the food, because the most of what I did out there is just work and, like, meeting customers and going on plant tours. What is the food um, of Minnesota like? Oh, so we're getting to that. So while I was out there, I did my best to try the foods that are like, this is a Minnesota food. And the like first walrus? of which was, what? Is that like walrus or something? Oh, you'll find out. Oh, I'm getting So the of first of which was walleye, which is a type of fish. I've had walleye. Um, it sucks. Yeah. I Well, I pretty much don't like fish. So my conclusion with the walleye was you could deep fry my van sneaker and it would taste good. It is an oily, rubbery fish. Um, so after walleye, um, I had never really had cheese curds 
and we went to this place called Psycho Susie's, okay, which was the world's tackiest tiki bar, but it, or okay, in like a really good way, okay. Um, their floor was rug that had been dyed and painted to look like wood flooring, yeah. but was very obviously rug. Um, and they gave us what were supposed to be jalapeno cheese curds, and I want my money back on the jalapeno claim. Was it like, uh, was it supposed to be like a jalapeno stuffed with cheese curds, or? Um, it was, at the end of the day, I would say all I received were cheese curds. Okay. They, they did not in any way taste like jalapeno. They weren't spicy in the slightest. It was just like... This is like a mozzarella stick, but I'm kind of eh on it because I'm well, not big on cheese. So, dude, you're you're in the Midwest. Like their definition of spicy oh, yeah. is um is medium heat, like red salsa from Tostitos. That that could be part of the problem I'm yes. experiencing. Um, then at the same place we had. So again, like I mentioned, I'm not that big on cheese, so I didn't really like this recipe either. But the following is described as Minnesota sushi. I like. Would you like going. to try and take a guess what Minnesota sushi is? Um, I I, I want to actually circle back to the um, cheese curd for a second. Did it squeak when you mm, ate it? Squeak. Some no. cheese curds when you chew them make a squeaking noise. Oh no, not really. They yeah. were pretty. Much, they were just like light and fluffy. You just kind of went through them. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, Minnesota sushi. Um. I'm guessing it's kind of like a California roll, and there's cream cheese involved in it, and um, I, I don't think it's fish, but I'm not sure what the fish replacement might be. Okay, so the alternate name for Minnesota sushi is pickled potluck. Um, what was it? Or potluck pickle roll-ups. So it's it a is a pickle. pickle <laughs> it is wrapped a in pickle. like ham. <laughs> it is a pickle with cream cheese wrapped in ham. How did I guess the cream cheese part and the ham? Well, I said the cream cheese part before. Oh, I missed that. Saying I don't really like cream cheese. The ham, I, I mean, potluck pickle roll-up. I don't know. What it sounds like is pickled pigs, which are pigs in a blanket when you're out here. But it's no, no, not. pigs in a blanket are hot dogs and tiny little pastry shells. Oh yes, they're fantastic, and I've heard some people call them pickled pigs, and Those I disagree with wrong. them. Yes, but it, they're they're they walk among us. They they use the wrong word. They're out there. Okay. And once again on the food, the uh, something wicked food cast. We're here again. Um. And the probably the last thing I got to try, and this was the only thing that wasn't a Minnesota thing I got to try, was I went to this place called Sociable Brewery. Okay. And they are a cider brewery. brewery. Ooh. And they had apple sake that they were mm. making here in the United States. Um, it was like a really good fruit-flavored sake. Interesting. It was kind of carbonated, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, it happens. Um, that could also just be my lack of experience with sake. Because I've only had, like, I've had, I guess what I would describe as, like, non-flavored sake, like just straight rice wine. Yeah. Then I've had plum-flavored sake, which was phenomenal. And I had banana-flavored sake, which was abysmal. <laughs> mm. Um, 
So did that. Um, so moving on to what I promised this podcast is about video games. My roommate has purchased Titanfall 2. Okay. And I've been playing some of it with him. And? It is certainly a fun game. It's a pretty good game. Um, I'm a bit confused on the plot so far. Oh, you? Um, it, it doesn't get better. Yeah. That's half the plot the is a bit all over the place, but it's all over the place in a good way. Have you in gotten a, to the moment yet? Um, I don't know. I'm at the part where I we just got the arc welder. Okay, yeah, you, you've passed the moment then. The moment for me yeah. was when the game said, press R1 to travel through time. And I'm like, what is this? Yes, the travel through time mechanic. I'm like, this is replacing invisibility. I don't know, invisibility. Never mind, invisibility is inferior to time travel. Yep. <laughs> um, and I pretty much went around the room just blipping in and out of space just so that I could melee people. And I just ma- or went through a room meleeing everything I could and then... That once I discovered that if you jump and press melee, he kicks. Yeah. It has become Jeff face kicker. Yeah. Has been the objective of the game. And when I first entered the section you're describing, I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler because it doesn't feel like it's that. It's a first-person shooter. Yeah, I say it's pretty early in the game. I'm, there's more shit to come. Oh, there's so much shit in that game. But you start walking into the area, and it's like, caution, time, paradox, anomaly, warning and i'm like i, I take one look at him like caution ham-fisted foreshadowing <laughs> i love that the game's like caution time doesn't work here which led me to two questions one what does that mean followed by like how is this this common that you have a fucking sensor for time doesn't work correctly here oh yeah and the robot that you're rolling with bt has like plot magic yeah where it's like I need to be able to deliver exposition to you while you're in the alternate timeline. So I'm implanting myself in your brain. I... <laughs> Thanks, BT. Yep. <laughs> um, like I also, said, the banter with BT is awesome. Like I said, that game is like infinitely more legit than it has any reason to be in the single oh, yeah. player. We were like, what the shit? This is like a Call of Duty game. This <laughs> is amazing. Last night or yesterday, I got out of work like four hours late. So I get home, and my roommate's already home playing Titanfall. Yeah. And it's, you know, your garden variety, first-person shooter with some wall running, yada, yada, yada. I go to bed. He stays and plays some more. He's playing today, and I looked away for a couple minutes. And then when I looked up, he was in, like, a like simulation chamber yep. that was, like, spawning cities. And I'm like, yep. and he's running through what I can best describe as aperture laboratories. Yep. And I'm like, why is that a grass maker okay it just smashed all the grass that grass maker did a terrible job at its job there is a level where the game is assembling a house around you yeah it 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 does feel a little bit like they decide like here's the set pieces how are we going to get between them I'm totally okay with that in that way. Oh, that, that that's game. not a complaint. Do not mistake what I just said for a complaint. Oh, it's it's so refreshing. They're like, we did cool shit. Do you like cool shit? We got some cool shit to show you. Yep. Do you want to press R1 to seamlessly travel through time? If so, just play a couple hours. Yep. Oh, um, hey, uh, since you have the arc welder thing, have you found out you can reprogram robots with it yet? Uh, the, like, happy bots? 
No, if you um the the um the reapers or whatever they're called, like the annoying ones, if you mm-hmm. shock the things before they deploy, you reprogram them and they become yours. Oh. I've just been electrocuting them until they like get stunned and then kicking them. Yeah. I've spent a lot of my day just kicking those like yeah. zombie versions of them. Yep. And then occasionally shotgunning them if they look like they're gonna actually throw grenades at me. Yep. Um So that that was some good crazy go nuts. Uh, I, I, I love your words. Like, wait, I lost invisibility for time. Whatever. Oh god, I never want this to not be in the game. And then it goes away. And you're like, and then you but, break but it immediately. Time. My roommate's like, I how long do you think until they take away the arc welder? Because they give it to you like right after they take away time. Uh, the arc welder is in there the majority of the rest of the game, I think. Okay. I it goes away eventually, but at that point though, the game also does some other ridiculous shit where you're like, okay, this is a thing now. Apparently, whatever. <laughs> so that's good, or that was good. I am <clears throat> glad you played Titanfall too. Uh, yeah, that's that's on my list of games. It's like if you can only play like five games this year, you should probably play Titanfall too. Why? Cause, man, that game, that <laughs> game. So, moving on from Titanfall to the game I really want to talk about. So, a game that me and Charlie have been bantering back and forth about and been an off-screen thing that Jeff would eventually get to, and then, well, Jeff spent some time on a plane. Which meant you could play a some PSP. time in another state. So, I was kind of, you know, playing these handhelds, and there was this little game called Persona 4 Golden. And a lot of people told Jeff that this would be a good game. And they were right. They were. What no one, including Jeff, expected is that Jeff would take it in. This is, this is probably the best game I've ever played. It's a really good game. So, I know Charlie's mentioned it before, but if you can, like, if you have a PlayStation Two or a PSP or something, uh, you can so get your hands on a copy of Persona Four. That's a thing worth mentioning. It. Um, yeah, PlayStation, the PlayStation Two version, Persona Four Vanilla, is a fantastic game. But Golden does add stuff. But Golden adds a lot of actually very meaningful stuff. That it adds almost twenty hours to the game. It fixes some gameplay issues. It's Persona Four is a fantastic game. Persona Four Golden is the version you should be playing. Yeah. Like in this time and era where they probably both cost the same, and the means to play both are equally expensive, play Golden. Yeah. If you can find a way to play Golden, the actual game itself is only $20. Yeah, the answer is PlayStation TV. Yep. Um, So, this game... Oh my god, it's so crazy. Yeah, you don't know where to start. It's Persona 4 Golden. It's like, remember back in the summer, I'm like, I'm playing this game again, and I'm like, it's pretty fucking awesome, and you're like, whatever. Now you know. It's like... So this game has going on what I'd describe as like the Hideo Kojima style of making mechanics where it's like, okay, I want weather to be mechanic. Okay, sure. And I want uh, time of day to be mechanic. All right, cool. And I also want uh, people's relationships to be mechanic. Okay, your list is getting long here. And I want you to have to improve upon those. And I want the plot to actually justify that in a way that's logical. Okay, this is getting to be a tall order. Okay, I want all that. I want there to be a mystery in the game. Uh, dude, we're, we, 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 there's only so many people here. Also, a murder I want to mystery, ability, damn it! I, I want it to be a murder mystery. I want, um, I want you to be able to get a job after school or go join a club or do other things like that. Uh, sir, th- this is out of control. 
This, this is two main mechanics. Oh, I want them all to be seamlessly all put together and be involved for plot reasons while you have to or want to do all of these things. Not just plot, gameplay mechanics as well. Yes, and gameplay mechanics are all tied in with it. All the meanwhile, you're going through a crazy fucking murder mystery led around by a teddy bear. And it's like if Invader Zim had someone get killed. And not did they just get killed. They got killed and hung upside down from a local uh, telephone pole for all to see. And on top of that, I want some of the coolest JRPG monster designs ever. Like once or twice. No, I want every encounter in this game to be you going, man, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yep. And I want people to have monsters that they're command that are based on their inner personalities. Oh, so, you know, if a person's happy, they'll have it and they'll be happy or it'll be happy like them. No, more like the person's completely fucked up on the inside and the monster represents that on the outside. And if you look deep into the game, there's a lot of the actual like character traits are exemplified on the monsters. It's like, sir, I don't know if we can make this good. I want it to be a hundred hours long. (laughs) And we'll play it on a fucking handheld. Sir, don't worry. We'll make a sequel called 5 at some point and put it on the PS4. But this, I want a game that the JRPG nerds are talking about for the rest of time. And the music should be really fucking good. And the voice acting, also really fucking good. Oh, Um, and the animation? I want full actual anime animations in the game. Yeah. We, sir, we're going to have to hire multiple studios to make this or something. Nope. You're going to make it, and you're going to make me money. We're Atlas motherfuckers. Yeah, no, that yeah. that game is... That game is amazing. Yeah. it It is out of this world. Crazy go nuts awesome. I am so happy with it. Well, so we're now going to play a little game, I guess, on the podcast moving forward. It's called How Far Has Jeff Gotten in Persona? So, uh, uh, spoilers, I guess, moving Not forward very. on this. Like, um, who's spoilers in your party? on a 10-year-old game. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't feel too bad. Um, so how many people... Uh, what's happened so... What, what, what is the last major thing that happened to you in the game? I've cur- I'm currently fighting Yukiko's shadow okay i'm really early in the game that said i was like man this thing's whooped my ass google what level are you oh i'm level 10 oh you need to play through the dungeon like three more times you gotta before grind you those dungeons chance. yeah like, yeah i okay and it only gets hard the game gets progressively harder and harder yeah no i anticipate this game's gonna get mad difficult it is a commitment. Oh, also, uh, we, I want every single day of the year to have something happen. And you got to make choices for about months. whether you do them or not. Yeah, for months. Yeah. Oh, and will the choices be meaningless? Just you either get to see it? No. Life or death? <laughs> well, yeah. Only some days. Some days it could be just whether or not you miss, you know, a ballet lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, so which clubs did you join? I haven't joined any yet. They only, like, introduced the mechanic. Okay, yeah, you're, because... you're still really early on in the game. Yeah. Like, my favorite character has yet to be introduced. Mm-hmm. And you'll know who it is the moment they show up. Mm-hmm. Our 
I don't know, I might have been introduced to them. I've looked up a little bit. Please don't spoiler what any of the people do, but I've looked up, like, that they're in the game because I've been looking up, like, the Arcana and stuff yeah. and, like, the different things. Because, unfortunately, you start running into, you need to start understanding the mechanics of the game to a degree. Yeah, it's... Uh, if there's... Uh, that game is fantastic. I, as someone who's played through it a couple times, it is annoying how, at least your first time you're playing through it, it always feels like you're missing something important. And yep. that feeling kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the answer I'm, is you are. I'm very much... I would say I'm very much... I'm playing through it. I am not going to look up any of the decisions that lead to anything. I want to find out what ending I... Oh, it gets mul- It has multiple endings, too. Yeah, like 30. Because fuck my design team. Yeah. Um, In their defense, like, it, they're not... It just like, keeps giving. Yeah, it's... it's I. It really may be one of, if not the best, RPGs ever made. Oh, yeah. No, it is absolutely fantastic. 10 for 10 would play again. Speaking of RPGs, you still playing Final Fantasy 15 or did that kind of fall by the wayside? I am still playing Final Fantasy 15. Um, I don't know if we ever actually talked about me playing that on this. Uh, you mentioned you were playing it, but that's about it. Oh, so I'm playing it. It's I love it because it's the hack and slash game that I sure. wanted. And the gameplay in this game is enough to keep me going. Additionally, it doesn't hurt that the um, the fucking uh, care like the storylines like a little bit crazy and nonsensical. Like, I don't know what it is that the or it's better written than Final Fantasy thirteen. I can say that. That's it. Final Fantasy thirteen is a fucking garbled mess. That's not hard, really. Yeah. Um. But 15's a little more coherent. The main character is a complete tosser. Like, he's just so, like, nonchalant in, like, every scenario. And it's like, dude, entire cities have died today. Yeah, even if you go all the way back to, like, 9 and 7, like, quote, the great ones, the main character's still pretty, like, meh, whatever. Not nearly like this kid. No, no, I, I know. It gets progressively worse The difference time is goes on. Cloud is not entitled like this yeah. kid is. And no one's paying Cloud's friends to hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> this kid, on the other hand, Noctis is a pretty special, like, level of fucking annoying. Sure. And every time he does something really, really douchey, I just, like, go, Sean Bean died for this. I. It's true. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? No, but I heard the joke was, it was like, Sean Bean thought he survived. He's like, oh, no, I guess I didn't. <laughs> really he thought he was gonna survive a movie yep. that's funny yeah no spoiler sean bean's character dies in the new final fantasy movie which that said the movie i would look up i would recommend watching all the action scenes from it uh more than that you, unless you're playing the game you can skip most of the rest no i wasn't gonna put it actually in the news but so it's it's come i Square Enix is patching in stuff from the movie into the game because they really assumed you're going to watch the movie before you play the game, and that's been a bit of a problem, actually. Well, the thing is, is you actually don't want to watch the movie before you play the game. Um, because... You do because it explains a bunch of characters later on in the game's motivations. No, 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 no. I, I don't mean like that. So I watched the movie, and I had the sheer luck that I played through, like, chapter one and two. Sure. And then... During chapter two, basically, you're off, like, fucking around, and then the city gets fucked up. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. 
And then this movie is the city getting fucked up. Okay, so you recommend and then like chapter play- three. What you, you recommend playing like chapter one and two, then watching the movie, then playing the rest of the game. Yeah, it's kind of how it like actually huh. works canonically, which is weird because it's like you can't really go into the game. I mean, you can. The character's voiced by fucking Sean Bean. It's red flags everywhere. But um, <laughs> you you can't really go into the game and like having watched the movie and be like, wait, some of these characters are dead. <laughs> I mean, granted, one of them is Sean Bean. <laughs> I've had that moment recently too in a different game. I'll talk about in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But the mechanics are fun. I am trying desperately to get like when I play Kingdom Hearts. Watching Donald get killed is kind of like a... Sure. It, if Goofy gets down, it's like, God damn it. If Donald gets down, it's just like, shrug. I, I am sort of trying to get Prompto killed as often as I can a little bit internally. Because sure. I fucking hate him. And I don't know if I told you about... The, or, this was so long ago in my world. If we talked about the... Uh, in this game, they decided that all four of the main characters should have unique traits. And by unique traits, I mean shitty ones. And Noctis's one is fishing, which you can okay. level up by going fishing off docks. Um, Ignis's one is cooking, okay, which you get by actually like cooking more food. And cooking is a mechanic in this game, okay. Which a I believe hunter. is also a mechanic in Persona Four, kind of. Um. But in this game, if you eat better food, it gives you stat buffs. And Makes does sense. Persona Four do that? Um, no, it lets you boost your S links because you can okay, so, uh, organize a meeting of it, if you will. So definitely a mechanic in that regard. Yes. Um, seriously, Persona Four is so fucking good. Um, so then, um, let's see that uh, Gladius is camping, so the more time you spend camping, the better Gladius, I guess, gets at it. Prompto, like or Pronto, Prontus, whatever the fuck his name is, his special ability is photography. And the game takes photos of you throughout the game. Okay. And like all things, he starts out at level one and progresses. At the very least at the moment, and I have no idea if the game will actually get better, he is the fucking worst photographer I've ever seen. <laughs> I have one picture saved that he took a picture of the ground. Nice. And they have these like stock dialogues that they say that are just like encouraging words for him no matter what the picture is. So he'll be like, take a picture of the earth. Yeah, I really like the lighting. <laughs> are you sure it wasn't? Yeah, I I, I really like the lighting. <laughs> yeah. And then um, another one of my favorites is there's one of a character doing a front flip into the butt of a giant rhinoceros nice. thing. Nice. Um, I have a couple like that. I have one where he took a pic. He's trying to pick, take a picture of a person, but there's a bush in his way. Also nice. <laughs> yeah, he's a real fucking awful photographer. I'm assuming this is like taken in game, meaning like your actions are real and not like these aren't canned photographs. Oh yeah, these are not canned photographs. That's the game cool. is taking these as you go. That's actually kind of cool. cool. It frustrates me because he's leveling up faster than everyone else. Because everyone else, I have to actually make them level, and sure. he just passively takes photos. I'm like, stop it. Sure. I want Ignis to be better at cooking. I want better food. <laughs> I want more kebabs. <laughs> um, uh, 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 commentary on 
how easy it is to become a photographer, I guess, aside. Like, is the game still good? I'm still having fun. Sure. And and that's the important thing. Uh, I don't think it, despite their claim that they slapped on the front of it of a Final Fantasy game for first-timers and fans, which I don't know why they needed to tell me that. That, 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 granted, that is a red flag. Is this Um, your first time? I think that's basically their, like, we use the Kingdom Hearts engine, please don't kill us. Yeah. I think is what that's supposed to be there for. Um, it's something I, I, I swear they have, you like, asked for this. I think they have a creepy experience like at some bar. It's like, hey, is it your first time here? Welcome to Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you missed the other, I'm going to say 14 because the, actually number 14 is an MMO. But, um. Well, there were three 13s, were, so there's at least three. There's three 13s, there's two 10s. Um, seven has like eight spinoffs. <laughs> um, yeah. Crisis Core. Dirge of Cerberus. May only be two, but that's still a lot. Like, <laughs> two, eight, same number. Yeah. Both are less two, than Two, eight, ten. same number when you're talking Capcom pro- properties. Capcom? Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh, I got the reaction I wanted. Um, Working with idiots. Like, if I could strangle you through the internet. No, I would have no. done it probably around episode five. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen so far has been good. They've definitely improved upon the Kingdom Hearts engine in that, like, they've added different fighting styles in that, like, Sora or Ventus or whoever you're playing, Aqua, Terra... Uh, Roxas, Doesn't matter. I think that's all of them. They all have pretty much the exact same distance weapon. Keyblades are short swords. In Final Fantasy XV, you have options of comedically large swords, short swords, double short swords, guns, different types of guns. Um, and there's actual, like, different stuff, which is kind of cool. They still do the thing that Sora does where just, like, you go from not holding a weapon to suddenly holding a weapon. Yeah. And that's pretty good. Or, I like that for some reason. It just kind of like flows with the game really well. And they just kind of like, yeah, it's it's magic. Get over it. We we didn't add a sheath. You're not going to spend time sheathing and unsheathing your weapon and getting your ass handed to you because you happen to, you know, get surprised by something like he that. He summoned the weapon. Deal with it. Yeah. Where it's kind of, or it turns into like, you know, a Skyrim scenario. I walk with my weapon out at all times. Well, well, why? Because I'm not getting caught with my pants down in the thing in the sheath. Yeah. What if you enter a town? They will politely ask me to take, put it away, or I will kill them all. Or they don't care half the time. They care about one in er- or one in a hundred times, yeah. if that. Um, and usually they just say, can you put that away? Oh, yeah, sure. Why don't you say so? And then you ignore them and kill them anyway. Yeah, and then you yell at them and they f- get fucking flung across town. Yeah. Um, but I'd say that pretty well does it for my week, or my two weeks, I guess. A lot of being in Minnesota happened. Sure. <laughs> well, so, um, because you're in Minnesota, Jeff, I, I saved a very special game from PSX for you. I, I, I didn't mention it last week, but, um, I thought it was appropriate to talk to you about this one because you've been on the couch at 7 a.m. in the morning, for our extra live streams playing Nidhogg. And oh boy. 
I played Nidhogg 2. You've played Nidhogg 2. I played Nidhogg 2 at PSX. Is the game I get to play Ask Charlie about Nidhogg 2? No, I, I will now talk about Nidhogg 2, I guess. Um, it is slightly different than Nidhogg. Like, it playing, it is essentially the same game with some very minor, but if you've played enough of it, very noticeable changes. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Like, it's... So, so the best story I got out of it was I was talking to the guy running the booth for it, and I guess there's some Australian Nidhogg tournament every year, which is awesome that that exists, but, like, they had the winner of that at the booth earlier, and he got pissed, like, no, you fucked up the game. And I'm like, it's there. It's definitely, it is slightly different. Like, there are things that are fundamentally different about this game that unless you're looking for them, you won't notice, but it's, that game is, that, that game is the sequel Nidhogg deserves. <laughs> Have they added more weapons or? I got to a... use a um, a sword, a cutlass, a rapier, a bow. I think there was an axe at some point. I would honestly be okay with that game if they added a whole bunch of weapons and they functioned precisely the same. Yeah, they kind of do. They have different lengths on them. Like mm -hmm. I, it, the rapier is more of a stabbing weapon. The other thing is more of a slashing weapon. Like it, that's the thing. The, there are slight changes you can feel. Okay. I have one very, very, very important oh, question. Oh, and the answer is yes. Okay. The answer is yes. It's still there. So, to that point... Is it bigger? So, it's more detailed. <laughs> more detailed? Both the graphics Ooh, are vainier. better. Yes, actually. <laughs> yes! So, I'm standing there at the booth talking to this guy, and he's like, what do you keep watching from? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm watching the game, obviously, but... um. When we play this game for Extra Life, it's, our, it's, our, it's only our last hour kind of thing, and we have a chant we chant at the end of each match when you get to the end, and I'm really concerned we'll have to change it. And he looks at me and goes, don't worry, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry, I think you'll be fine. And he's like, but yeah, these guys aren't getting to that. I'm like, I need to know. And he goes, well, step up, play some Nidhogg. I beast on the guys. Thing comes out of nowhere, kills me. I'm like, yeah! They're all like, why is he so excited? And the guy gets, he's like, you understand the point of this game. I go, yep. he's like, the point is to get. And he goes, yes, don't say it here, though. <laughs> We're around get the people. victory. <laughs> you, sir, are a fan of Nidhogg, aren't you? I am. <laughs> you understand the actual meaning of this game. I do. That's but awesome. yeah, I, I saved that one for you because as much as I'm sure Alex could appreciate that, he's not been sleep-deprived and playing that game with me. Oh yeah, it's a magical time. It's a magical time. But uh, moving on from that, I, I poked around, I, I'm still poking around an Eve some. I have gotten into the corpse-selling market in that game. The corpse-selling market? So when you blow up someone else's ship or when you die... You generate a corpse. Logical. I have taken to scooping up those corpses and then selling them for dirt cheap on the auction house. So you, you, it's okay that they, you don't sell them for much. That just means you need to move a lot of products. Yes. I am moving a shit ton of corpses, which as a result means I'm like skulking around my low-level ships in super dangerous zones waiting for actual players to kill each other so I can swoop in, grab the corpse, and then run back to safe space so I can sell it on the auction house. 
That is amazing. That is how I have chosen to play Eve. <laughs> yeah, I thought... The ceaseless wonder of that I, game. I didn't even know that was a thing until I got blown. Until I blew someone up, and it's like, "Hey, there's a corpse," and I'm like, "I want that corpse. I wonder if I can sell this. I can sell that corpse." <laughs> that is amazing. Yes, yeah, so I have flooded the market with totally useless corpses for dirt cheap, and like because that game is full of messed up people like me, they're fucking buying them. It's like, yeah, it's it's like third. You're selling them for basically nothing. We'll buy these corpses. And what do they do with them? Just stockpile them? I, I did some research, and there's one guy slowly filling his hangar, I guess, with corpses. <laughs> so you've been just you filling or fulfilling this one individual's I, needs? Yeah, and like I, I got I, I started researching it more because I was curious. Like high level, like known players, their corpses are highly valued and go for good money. Really? Yeah, like real high-end players of that game, like their corpses are considered like no, like, we, we we will we will pay good money in the auction house for these rare corpses of this known player kind of thing. Mm -hmm. No one gives a fuck about Mordak Grimson's corpse, but like if I was some badass mm -hmm. player, they'd be like, oh, I see you got that guy's corpse. What do you want for it? What do you offer me for mm -hmm. it? But yes, I, I have chosen to play Eve as a. It's not grave robbing if it's in space, but like body jacker or something. Mm. The weirdest coroner ever. Corpse snatcher. Yeah. I guess is the best one I've got here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when I'm not out there snagging corpses, which is most of the time, I, I, I only got into corpse snatching because um, I can't play Eve for shit, and I'm still trying to figure it out. But it's like, hey, corpses! I'll go steal those. I've been <laughs> playing some other stuff too. Uh, so um, I, by the time you're hearing this, the dawning for Destiny will be out. I am not actively avoiding it, but for some reason have no interest in getting into it. I think I may be done with that game until the sequel comes out and fixes things, or they give me a fuck ton more things to do. I don't know. But as a result, I have made a interesting life choice mm -hmm. so um uh, the, the, what'd you do the mmo alex mentioned last week called the secret world the kind of cthulian uh hp lovecrafty and like old one mmo i started playing that and it came out in 2012 and that game holds up way better than it should and it's way better than it should be too Wait, which game is this? The Secret World. The Secret World. Okay. Yeah. So I I didn't realize it last week when us when we and Alex were talking about it. I remember getting super excited about this game when they showed the original trailer of some dude like washing his hands in a bathroom and this like giant nightmare beast appears behind him. He starts smiling like a crazy person, and that's what that game kind of is. It's hey, you have magic now, so um, yeah, you can see some shit. Go grab some guns and a blood magic charm or something and go kill the shit out of stuff that's not supposed to be in this dimension. Go fucking nuts. Here are the three factions. Templars, a kind of weird like Asian chaos cult, and the Illuminati who are like businessmen on drugs while wearing gas masks all the time. Hmm. 
No, it's it's yeah. it's an M-rated MMO which I like. It's bloody. It's gory. Like it's 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 dark. Like it's like unlike some kids like oh we're trying to save this. Like no no we're trying to stop the end of the world. Like we're not saving shit. We're just delaying the inevitable. Like go kill these zombie ass zombies now. Why? Cause they're fucking zombies. Mm-hmm. And that's what you would do. But yeah, it's uh, the questing system in the game surprisingly better. Like. Seeing as this game came out in 2012 and it is almost 2017, yep, five years later. Yeah, there, there, there are so many things in this game that are like surprisingly ahead of their time when it comes to just how like story progression is handled and how your gear and your level are handled. Which like, a there's no classes in the game, which initially you're like, how the fuck does that work? And it comes down to, nah, you unlock abilities for whatever guns, for whatever weapons you use. And it breaks down to kind of melee weapons, magic, and fucking firearms. And the firearms are shotguns, dual pistols, and machine guns. Melee is swords, like fist weapons and hammers and magic is blood chaos and i don't remember what the third one is but like yeah they, they all kind of function the same way but they all are fundamentally different so you find what you like playing with and make your own class so my character's running around with dual pistols and blood magic because it's like plague shoot you in the face now mm-hmm. yeah it's it's cool and as a result but you can like start training up other cla- other weapons without using them because like now nah, just point put points in the sword mastery what the fuck do we care you got the points go for it mm-hmm. yeah That's it's awesome yeah it, it's it's free to play technically too you can buy a 60 dollar version which is i did off of steam which is like yeah it comes with all the dlc and shit and yeah it's it's really weird playing a MMO that's that old at this point because like I was walking through one of the starter zones and this guy's like holy shit are you a new player uh y- yeah I haven't seen one of you in like two years okay <laughs> I can imagine that that's probably true yeah no, the people have been surprisingly nice and um so initially I was like okay this is an MMO whatever <laughs> and then I got to the first actual zone of the game and then I had a holy fuck this game is amazing moment really so in a um in a game that's kind of very heavily inspired by the works of HP Lovecraft and the stuff around that what should the first real zone of that game be cemetery Think broader. Think like um, if they're going to send you to a part of the world, where's the first place you should go to go fight shapeless, kind of faceless, amorphous evil? Uh, I don't think I know enough H.P. Lovecraft. A fucking sleepy-ass fishing village in Maine. Okay, that sounds logical, Complete with people that are fully voiced with the thickest Maine accents ever. Awesome. So, like, the first, like, quest giver you run into is, like, I almost fell out of off my sofa. I was laughing so hard because this lady's like, yeah, we got zombies. Go fucking shoot the zombies for me. You got it? And I'm like, Maine is in my video game. <laughs> I got ten bucks to the guy who can clear all the rats out of my basement. <laughs> no, but it's not that. It's like, yeah, the town's overrun with zombies. Go fucking kill them or something. I'm like, 
And then I'm thrown around later, and I run to a lady who's, like, shotgunning zombies outside her place, who has a thick Southie accent. She's like, yeah, me and Mav moved up here from uh, Boston several years back to get to the quiet life. Well, Mav's dead now, and I'm killing zombies outside my house, so fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, what is this game? That's awesome. How is the game this spot on with its source material? Oh my god! It's not. It's like <laughs> I start off in New York City. It's like it's like what is going on? <laughs> it's like oh, this is amazing. This is like it's like of course the town in Maine's overrun by zombies. That makes sense. That that's H.P. Lovecraft. Like it's the sleepy middle of nowhere places with access to the water where bad shit goes down. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course there's some giant, like, occult academy up there. Why? Because land is cheap and people don't ask questions. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, so I've not gotten out of Maine yet. I'm still kicking around that area with my dual pistols and my blood magic. But, like, I... So, and because it's uh, almost time for Christmas and stuff, the seasonal events involve Krampus. In the game? Or in, in the game! Life? I keep getting in Both. gunfights with Krampus. Uh, do you ever try and tell him, like, no, man, can't we just hug it out? Oh, no, he attacks we me. We have a common enemy. He attacks me, and I'm like, oh, shit, going on to Krampus! And then I beat him, and he runs away and opens a portal to the North Pole and flees, and I'm like, I'll get you next time! <laughs> That's awesome. You come back, I'll kick your ass a fourth time! Krampus! That is amazing. Uh, the, the, if you told me back in 2012 what this game was, I'd be like, no, they didn't make that game. That game doesn't exist. And, oh, it's... I, I kind of want you to play it just so you can have the moment of the lady from Maine being like, yeah, town's overrun with zombies. What are you going to do? Go kill <laughs> some for me, hon. I may have to look it up on YouTube, but I, the, between Kingdom Hearts 15... Or Kingdom Hearts 15... <laughs> Final Fantasy 15, um, Persona 4, and Titanfall. Uh. I, I suspect me and Alex may do something with this, because I've been like, oh shit, this game is like way too legit for its own good. Like, a five-year-old MMO with minimal support should not be this like, man, this game was way ahead of its time, because some of the stuff it does is still better than other MMOs out there. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, being in a new player in a well-established MMO where like no one's been a new player in almost a year or two is really cool and really weird. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the game it's is... It's weird for that to be like... Because I've joined games that had that case, but they were all PvP competitive games like yeah. uh, Soul Calibur 3 where it's like, congratulations, welcome to the community, and your ass has been handed to you. You gonna Whereas die. Whereas in MMO, you have to agree to PvP them. Yeah. That's a whole new, like, ball game. Yeah, I'm very happy. I got I got a uh, I got a black leather trench coat finally. So I'm out there killing stuff and that. Like, uh, if <laughs> the game is way more legit than it should be. Like, it's the game lets you start off. It's like, hey, do you want to have combat boots? I'm like, yes. My character's going to have combat boots from day one because he's not crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, the lore is really cool for that game. The game's also kind of built around being a single-player game primarily. So it's like, no, no, it's an MMO, but like this is your story for the for, for the kind of opening zone. And as a result, it's like, no, this is 
Like, it plays kind of like a Knights of the Old Republic or something. It plays like a single-player RPG that you can just bring people in if you need help and shit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay. Nah, I, I've been playing a lot of that. I've also been weirdly getting back into Stardew Valley. The, um... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I... I, I I've played so many games this year. I was going through the list of all the games I've played in prep for Game of the Year, and I I think I've played 100 games this year. I really do. Really? Yeah, and it's been nuts. And as a result, I'm like, I didn't give so many of these games the time they deserve. And it's like, Stardew Valley just came out for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, I think. I know it's definitely for the PS4. And I'm like, yeah, they did they get controller support kind of figured out finally? Yes. I will go play that game again because I wanted controller support for that game to work and not be an uphill battle. So I've been playing that again. It's still a really fucking good Harvest Moon game. So as a result, I'm like, yeah. Hmm. I started over. Like, and They added some new towns. You can do cool stuff. Like, You would have one with ample farmland, but your town gets attacked by like monsters. <laughs> I, they've done a really good job of supporting that game. Hmm. Yeah, and kind of in the things I'm most surprised I played since last week. Um, I I've not always been kind to the Telltale games. Overall, I'm kind of like, hey, they make one game and one game only. Except for mm-hmm. Tales from the Borderland, that one was pretty okay. I, I've been hearing lots of good things about Telltale's Batman series, and there was a sale on PlayStation Network where it's like, hey, get the entire thing for seventeen bucks, and. My reaction was, that's enough money that I'll... That's low enough I'll pay for that. Mm-hmm. It's really good, actually. Like, that's... That and Tales from the Borderland are, like, two of the most legitimately good games that company has made. Like, that... A, that game makes some choices that are real interesting as a Batman fan. And B, like, it's like, no, this is a... You're telling an interesting story for a change, Telltale. Good on you for this one. Like, this is really well done. Mm-hmm. And they did some oh, new stuff, awesome. like um, Bruce Wayne's parents were fucking dicks. And were not huh. good people. So, that is definitely a reimagining of that I have, did not anticipate. Yeah, like the, the, the game kind of has this, like, maybe they deserve to get shot a little bit vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did. Well, like, definitely Bruce's dad deserved to get, like, all the shots that happened to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Okay, I asked what did he do? Uh, so, like, unlike most other Batman tales out there, where it's like the Waynes are super squeaky clean, this game presents it where there's kind of three old families of Gotham. You have the Waynes that are kind of the pinnacle of society. You have the Hills that are like mayors, they're politicians, and then you have Cobblepot. <laughs> uh, kind of actually, their version of Cobblepot's real cool actually too. Like, I, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, and then you have the kind of the organized crime mafia stuff. And unlike most other Batman stuff, the Waynes, the Hills, and in this case, um, Carmine Franconi's family, all got along pretty well and kind of worked to help each other out. And the game drops the great line of, Bruce Wayne, your parents were billionaires. You don't become a billionaire without doing something terrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne, bad guy like injecting people with drugs to make them seem insane so he could lock them up in arkham to further his goals and stuff Mm -hmm. 
Like so, a, Batman has some uh, repenting to do. Uh, so that's actually kind of the cool part because they, Bruce Wayne doesn't know all this when the game starts. So mm-hmm. like part of the story, it, so I guess take it take it back a step. The game is much more actually about Bruce Wayne than it is about Batman, which I kind of like because Batman's an action character. Bruce Wayne's all about the talky talk and stuff. Like it's, he's it's, a human. Yeah, it's very human feeling as a result of that though. Where like there's situations where it's like, hey. Do you want to go talk to this person as Bruce, or do you want to go talk to this person as Batman? And you get the option, and it's two very different scenarios if you go in hmm. as one or the other. Okay. No, it's it's real cool. Some of the envisionings for the characters are kind of neat. Um, this is like this uh, the version of um Cop, the Penguin, aka Cobblepot, in this game is some weird like British slim. Like, A, everyone's kind of young. Like, it's Cobblepots grows up, uh, grew up being one of Bruce Wayne's best friends. And as a result, he's this kind of, like, late 20s, early 30s, in good shape and very suave, British-sounding dude. Mm-hmm. Not Danny DeVito. Not Danny DeVito. And it's, it, it's, an, it, it's a different version of the character I kind of like. Like mm-hmm. every everyone in this game's kind of a different version of the character I kind of like. Like um Bruce Wayne is way too idealized for his own good, which has been interesting. Uh, it's it does lots of really cool interesting stuff with very established fiction and characters and so the the one issue I have in the game is kind of the backbone plot of it is you are helping Harvey Dent aka eventually Toothface run for mayor again no no this is the first time he's running for mayor he's not <laughs> two-faced yet okay he's still just harvey dent and i have this issue with the game where every goddamn time it's like harvey will remember that i'm like it won't fucking matter he becomes a bad guy at some point mm-hmm. it's fucking two-faced Don't you push him he might become a villain it's like it's what do you like mean, might so, and that's the ongoing issue I have with the game, where it's like, Harvey Dent will remember that. I'm like, who the fuck cares? He gets acid thrown in his face, eventually becomes Two-Faced. Like, what do I care if I go back on my promise to a serial killer? <laughs> a guy who lets people's lives hang in the balance of a coin. No, and, and that's, like, that's the only issue I have with the game, where there's just so many moments of, like... You don't want to screw me over. I'm this person. I'm like, you're the fucking penguin. I know what your end game is. Like, it's okay if I screw you over because you become a bad guy. Mm-hmm. That that's the one constantly weird thing where it's like, you keep Harvey Dent on your side. Why? It's Two Face. Harvey Dent will remember that. Who the fuck cares what Harvey Dent remembers? <laughs> He grows into the same douche either way. I know this character dies by the end of this arc. Why? Because I've read some comics. I know this character is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've... Those moments aside, it's always like, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. I'm actually trying to coax Lil out of her retirement because this game deserves her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's... If you're, if you're on the fence, if you can get it for like 20 bucks... I think all of it's officially out now. It's really good, especially for a Telltale game. If you're a fan of Batman, it's a really fun, different take on the characters. That also, if you're a fan of Batman and you're new to Something Wicked Studios, and this is your first time ever hearing the word Lil drop, yeah, actually go back. You and, should 
go, go for it. Uh, go back and watch our playthrough of um, Arkham Asylum. That's I we used to have a person named Lil. She's also the girl from um, our Until Dawn playthrough, where I, she's one of the original members, I guess, of this train wreck of a YouTube channel. But yeah, I, they're really fun. She knows her Batman and then some. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, on my flight home, I had the option of watching the movie The Killing Joke or playing Persona 4. I chose Persona 4. Uh, that's how good Persona 4 is. Yeah. And The Killing Joke's not that great a movie, unfortunately. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. That was basically the... It was interesting. Delta's got a whole bunch of, like, foreign films as, like... Yeah. They have, like, a couple of, like, B-movies... A couple of recent titles, and then it's all foreign movies. Um, I was like, yeah, cause not a turnoff, but it was just kind of surprising at the sheer number of them. They're cheaper, and that's who's flying right now. I guess. Like, 60% of the movies were. Yeah. Like, that's a big amount of your library. Yeah. So, that was cool. Yeah, no, that's... It's, it's very cool. But I think that about does it on my end. I've been playing... Like, for someone who's like, I'm never going to play a fucking MMO again, I've been playing a lot of The Secret World, because that game is... And Eve. <laughs> I, I, I want to get someone who says Eve. they're not playing MMOs, that's double on the MMO. No, I'm just corpse trading in Eve. Like, that's not playing an MMO <laughs> at that point. That's just weird dickery. <laughs> it's just was uh, an exchange of goods and services. Yeah, that's just crime. I'm engaging in crime. <laughs> Uh, legitimate crime. Corpse That deal. hanger won't fill itself. I, I'm providing a service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, moving on to that. You ready for some news? Unless you got something else you I want to talk about ready for him. news. So, uh, starting our news off, we mentioned this two weeks ago, last week, that um, some execs from Ubisoft were uh, being investigated for some insider trading. Those people have been fined one point, uh, the equivalent of roughly $1.2 million for such. They're in the process of appealing it, but that's a as hard as it can be, I think, to prove insider trading. I think anyone at Ubisoft who sold their stuff before Watch Dogs 2 came out, that's just a no-brainer. Like, as someone who, did not, like, who does not own stock of Ubisoft, I'd have been like, you don't want to be invested in that company right now. Why? Watch Dogs is not going to be well-received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of look at it and go, this company is about to hit some turmoil. Yeah. Most of it's being purchased. Watch Dogs 2 is being released. Well, so this is before Vivendi and stuff. I think yeah. that there's going to be a Ubisoft tomorrow, but I don't know if I want to have stock in them today. Well, so this is about actions that happened back when the first Watch Dogs came out. Like, it's... Watch Dogs oh, 2 has been well enough received. It's not been... I think the smash hit they were hoping for, and Vendi is still kind of around, but mm-hmm. I, following how much Vivendi is like, no, get, or not Vivendi, Ubisoft is like, no, getting bought will be the worst thing ever. Everything will change. It's just kind of amusing to me still. It's like, oh, quit whining. You've corporate taken over so many small studios over the years. You're just mad someone's doing it to you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So then they have a loud enough platform to yell out to the internet and people will listen on, like, the small companies. Yeah, I, I, at least I personally feel they've burned so much of their goodwill with their fans at this point that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, it's, it's hard to imagine a gaming scape without Ubisoft at this point. I'm not thinking that's going to happen. 
but at the same time, it's like, you guys aren't beloved the way you think you are. Like, you have mm-hmm. one franchise that keeps you going. It's called Assassin's Creed, and a lot of us are getting tired of that franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Moving on from that to more corporate stuff. Uh, employees at Crytek are not getting paid. Again. For people using the Cry Engine? No, no, people that work Crytek's for Crytek not doing well. aren't getting paid. Again. The Crytek Engine's fucking everywhere. How is that? Remember, Crytek does make its own games, too. This is uh, true. Uh, it's been kind of a widely reported thing, ranging from artists to other people, that they're just not getting paid. Like, checks for coming a month or so late. They're they're getting paid for August and September kind of thing. Uh, it's it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, that's not good. And I want there to be a Crytek tomorrow because the CryEngine was what was used to make a lot of stuff I like. Yeah. Like uh, Persona 4 Golden. Just, just going to name drop again. <laughs> Jeff, do you like Persona 4 Golden? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... I. That's just shitty. I mean, are they the ones behind Crisis? Yes. I say, if Crisis didn't come around again, I wouldn't be too hurt. But I do want the Crytek engine. Yeah, <laughs> it's it seems to be affecting more of their kind of in-house development stuff, which... I don't actually know if they have any games in development I'm aware of, so... Also, when I say I wouldn't or I wouldn't be too upset about there not being another crisis, that does by no means think I think that these artists should not be paid for the work no, they've no, done. No, no, it's... I. <laughs> they I, absolutely should be paid, and Crytek needs to get on that shit. Yes, I, like you, also occasionally forget they make video games every once in a while, but mm-hmm. as people who are putting video game news, I thought it was important to be like, um, hey, uh, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on from that to less awesome, or continually not so awesome news, Majesco Entertainment has exited the video game business. I don't know that name. They're the guys that published um, Psychonauts. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, they're also the people behind stuff like Cooking Mama and um, the Zumba Connect games, so... To say they maybe don't have the same luster as a publisher they once had, maybe not completely unfair, but... The existence of, like, the mobile market, this may not be the case in this scenario, but I feel like the existence of the mobile market has tanked some studios because they've just gotten forced over into doing shit like that. A little bit of that, but they... So, in this case, they've not gone away. They're not a studio, they're a publisher, I think, officially, Mm -hmm. and they have merged with a medical firm, meaning... The stuff they were doing previously is now going to be translated over into medical imaging technology, I'm betting. Hmm. Yeah. That's a bit of an interesting merger. It kind of makes sense. Like, if you're a company that deals with the distribution and sale of essentially 3D assets and programs, maybe kind of transitioning to something less volatile than the game industry, you still have to have the same framework in place. You still have to have the same distribution platforms and same kind of relationships. But, like, yep. medical shit's expensive. Hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. that's totally valid. Yeah. And they've been doing, like, Majesco's done stuff like that in the past, kind of, too. Like, the entertainment's not been just the only part of it that's existed. It's 
the entertainment part is now sadly gone. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Yep. So uh, I think we did we mention it last week or two weeks. I think it was two weeks ago about the whole um, Nintendo Universal Land. We got our first taste of that's gonna be Super Nintendo World attractions, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be what sounds like some kind of crazy coaster thing that no one's confirmed exists. And maybe it looks like a Mario Kart thing, or maybe it's a Donkey Kong thing, like a kart simulator or something. But there are Poke some pit snap. Yeah, there's some pictures <laughs> of. Hey, that's a Nintendo-ass kingdom-looking there thing, like with giant mushrooms and Bowser's Castle and stuff. Okay. Yeah. That could be interesting. It could be. It's allegedly coming to the Hollywood one out here with me, so there's a chance I may either wind up working on it at some point, or I'll definitely wind up going to it, possibly. Yeah. That's definitely possibly. The part I find interesting is they're actually paired with Universal, a company that, up until the whole Harry Potter world thing didn't do lands like this quite as effectively. It's it's cool they're doing this. Okay, we're doing a video game land. Okay. I can appreciate mm-hmm. this. Yep. Yeah. No, that's going to be awesome. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Um, it's not mismanaged horribly. Yeah, it, the, I, have, I have faith in it. The concept art looks cool as shit, but at the same time, I've seen lots of theme park concept art over the years. It's like, yeah, that's some cool concept art. That's also physically impossible. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what you can do with a piece of paper and a pencil. It is. It is. So, um... This worked really well for MC Escher, but, um... I have to build it. I have seen some designs that are like, you understand reality does not bend like this. Correct? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, well, moving on from that, uh... I totally missed this, but the first Pokemon global mission or global event, as it's called in some countries, happened and was an absolute failure. So you're going to be a confused look, and that's with good reason. So the new Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon games, they uh, Nintendo can now issue essentially challenges. I think in this case it was, hey, fans, go catch two million Pokemon or a million Pokemon or something, and... Let's just say the clocked-in number, uh, or sorry, catch 100 million Pokemon between November 29th and December 12th, and they Mm -hmm. clocked in with a respectable, but nowhere near the same number, 16,432,231. I'm not saying 100 million seems a bit much, but... That's a fuck ton of digital Pokeballs being thrown at that point. Mm, agreed. Yeah. I, I actually have something to add to this one, or in a second. Yeah, uh, sure. I no, I, I thought the kind of I, I I thought the idea was cool, but I thought like the, hey, go out and catch this shit. Okay, I haven't even bothered finishing this game yet. Yeah, I mean, people are people are gonna min max that thing too. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go in one area of the high, uh, like. Incident rate or whatever the uh, yeah, um, whatever it's called, and then just like, oh, I just carried about a whole bunch of pokeballs and went against a bunch of creatures that you don't even have to attack to catch because they're shit tier. Well, so the issue with that is that there's, there's technically only a finite amount of money you can get in that game before you start grinding the elite four. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of money at that point, though, too. But it's like, no, nah, it's 
I don't know. Have, it's like I, the disparity in that number is surprising to me because it's like okay, assuming a million copies of Pokemon Sun and Moon got sold, if we all go out and catch like fifty of them, we should be way closer. It's like no, that's maybe that's more condemning of the continued attachment rate of that game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You're going to add. Yeah, I have no idea. No, you said you were going to add something? Oh, sorry. I'm tired of sleep at the wheel. Um, So today, Pokemon Go put, like, an update thing on my cell phone telling me, like, play now to uh, catch a limited edition Pikachu. Oh, yeah, with the Santa hat. So if that tells me that Niantic has looked over at things like, uh... I don't know, an example being Overwatch, where you have, oh, there's a Halloween event. The only way you can get this thing is if you play during the Halloween in 2016. I see what you did there. And it's like, oh, Niantic, you have a few tricks up your sleeve, for better or for worse. Yeah, it's not, that's not just Overwatch and stuff, though. That's Yeah, that's that's the best ex- uh, the yeah. first example no, that's that came to my head. Uh, uh, Overwatch is not alone on that one. Yeah, there's, there's Pikachu with Santa hats out there and other stuff. My girlfriend keeps catching them, and she's going to show me them, and I look at them and go, but their CP level is shit, so you don't care, actually. And she goes, but it has a hat. And I go, who cares? It's got a shit CP level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's new Pokemon in there, too, a bunch of babies. You can hatch from eggs, which, great. I, I have that game on my phone still, but I have not opened it in easily a month or two. Mm-hmm. Until they put fighting in that game, I am aggressively not interested. But more on Pokemon Go as part of Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Moving on from that, though, to our last news item and also our transition to our main topic this week. Um, Dota 2 7.0 is here. Okay. And it's essentially a new game now. Valve has released the major update, and between what I've read on this topic and hearing people complain about this, that's basically Dota 3. Really? They fundamentally changed how character progression works, and they added, like, backpacks for items and shit. Like, it's... They have done a just... Not insane number of things, but, like... Nah, this is a big... To people like me and you who don't play lots of Dota 2, they're probably minor. To people that are into Dota 2, though, these are massive, rolling, like, holy fuck, the implications changes. Mm -hmm. Say, that's pretty much what League does once a year. No, 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 I'm talking more like if League suddenly said, okay, every character now has eight abilities... And at every level, you have, to, you have to pick which ones you get ultimately. We're giving you a they talent moved over tree. to the battle burns. Kind battle of actually, yeah. All right. And then if the game also said, okay, so we're giving you a backpack, and you can store more than the norm, more than six items in the backpack, and you can use them, but every item in the backpack's cooldown is fifty percent slower. That's kind of cool. So you're now building backpacks and stuff. Like, the maps are more or less the same, but they've done... Stuff's different. Like, stuff is fundamentally different. 
Mm-hmm. But so you can now can carry like nine, ten items if you want. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, 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 I don't play Dota two. <laughs> it's, I've been surprised that I, I'm still amazed Dota made the jump from Warcraft mod to international mil, multi million dollar prize pot thing. Mm-hmm. Especially after losing its uh, two creators. <laughs> I, some of that, yeah. Also, when me and Jeff yeah, were coming... We also up, lost those two a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. That is most definitely true. Although it's rumored <laughs> Ice Frog still works on Dota 2, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But so that, that does it for our news this week. Um, it's the holidays and it's December, which means... Not a ton of gaming news happens, unfortunately. I think probably the only thing I can think of offhand is I thought, think was that The Guardian came out or whatever. Oh, The Last Guardian came out, yeah. Have you played that yet? Nope. Neither My have I. My roommate's brother bought it, though, but he hasn't been by. Yeah, I. it looks cool, but yeah, that, that's out, <laughs> I guess. That's news, I suppose. But so, when me and Jeff come with our topic for this week, given the whole Dota 2 major shakeup, we just we landed on the idea of like, what's the most fundamentally changed? Like, if you were into a game, and I mean like into a game, into a game. What's the most like fundamental game change you've gotten to witness or gotten to go through with the game? Or like, is there a game you play a lot of you wouldn't mind seeing a major fundamental change happen to? Mm-hmm. Say, is this the eye of the floor moment? Yeah, go for it. I. <laughs> Say so the first one I can kind of think of offhand is the um, what I always come back to, which is just the Resident Evil series with the jump between Resident Evil Four and like Resident Evil Six, or between any of the previous games in Resident Evil Four, where it's like mechanically you have gone insane. I don't know how to help you anymore. No, yeah, it's it's, it, it's like this is a franchise. It should follow kind of the same framework. What the fuck is going on, man? Yeah, with like. Like, with uh, 6, it's like, this is Dead Space. This is the wrong game. <laughs> um, that said, I know people that have very much enjoyed and liked the game. Yeah. Um, but that that one, to me, was like, this is the wrong game. And then those people turned to me and go, dude, the first Resident Evil game you played was 4. You're playing the wrong game. Like, no! They're not wrong, but they're not right either. Yeah. Canonically, they're correct. Game mechanic-wise, they're wrong. Um, yeah, it's, say, it's, it's that's dangerous the only one I can there. think of offhand. What? It's dangerous to start there. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's I. I say I can think of one more if you can't come up. No, nah, I got a couple. I, I it's gonna sound really strange. I part of me thinks every MMO should have a MOBA mode. Okay. Basically, it's like, okay, you have established classes in the game, and you train your character a certain way. Like, I it, I know this sounds insane, but, like, if you had a, a... If World of Warcraft had a mode where it's like, no, no, it's a MOBA, and as a result, I could watch, like, people play classes I'm familiar with, courtesy of the game, play a MOBA, that would be more weirdly appealing to me. Or on the flip side, every MOBA should have a single-player mode that's actually a story. Like, something like, it could be a level that just makes me give a fuck about the characters. I think it's, and 
this is the kind of the fundamental <laughs> Don't game. Hold shit. your breath. No, man. I'm not saying it's like it's, it's it's my frustration with Overwatch and League and a bunch of other stuff where it's like you have so many cool characters. Let me play that cool story they have. Mm-hmm. Every character has this cool ass story. Let me fucking play it. Eh, that's up for debate. I would not play a Mumu story. Um, Does Mumu have a cool story? No. <laughs> He's a depressed mummy. Maybe just give me the cool stories then. I don't give it for everyone, but like, <laughs> you, ha- <laughs> you have the this, boring people. You have this lore. Let me experience the lore every once in a while. Uh, no, League of Legends lore needs to stay dead. I, <laughs> I get it. But at the, at, yeah, I, I think this whole tr- we, the slow removal of single player from games, I think, has been an overall mistake. Like it's to go to Titanfall two for a second. As much as that game is all about the single player or the multiplayer, the single player campaign is still like, what in the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Still awesome, but what in the fuck? Mm-hmm. No, it's I like I. Give me a Diablo dungeon crawler or something featuring the same characters, and I'd be happy. Like, it could be the most, like, yeah, fuck it, we put it in there mode ever, and I'd still be like, fucking yeah! Hmm. Oh, I stand by, don't hold your breath. <laughs> oh, no, and this is why it's kind of shooting for the moon things. This is very much a yeah. Charlie's old and cranky. Like, at, at the same time, like, The Secret World, I've, I've been playing a lot of it, and I think is a great game. That game should be a controller MMO. Like, the that game would be so much better if it was kind of a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Like, you can keep the MMO settings and the systems for it, but, like, just let me map the stuff to a controller and then make it so, like, hold R... Like, do what Diablo 3 did for consoles, where it's, like, hold R2 to auto-attack, point the direction, because, like, that game's all about still moving and shooting, which does not work in an MMO WASD-based... RPG. It's like, ah! I have my hands crossed trying to press <laughs> buttons. Yeah. Well, one, I was going to say, is a mechanic that I think more games need to do is actually one that uh, I got from listening to you talk about Destiny last week, which was um, SRL. Yeah, Sparrow Which Racing is League. more... More games that if you have a vehicle within it, you should make people race them. Yeah. The less functional your racing vehicle is, the better yeah, it will be. I, I am still sad there's no raid in Destiny that features the Sparrows as like a, and now you have to flee, but Sparrows suck. Sucks to be you. <laughs> Deal with yeah. it. Yeah. I think games should have that kind of like, the GTA five destiny, like don't take yourself so seriously, take your debatable racing mechanics and let people fucking smash their heads against it. It does, or it's probably like the least amount of effort to just like, and now you may take them in a circle. Yeah. And I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I or I saw the racetrack. I haven't gotten to go to it yet, but final fantasy 15 does have chocobo racing as and it should. Chocobos literally have a drift button, and you can drift a chocobo now. That's that, that's kind of the prime example of what I'm talking about, where it's like, 
this doesn't need to be here, but like the fact this dumbness is here makes it so much cooler. Oh my god. So here's a line of dialogue from Final Fantasy 15 you'll enjoy. So the fucking I don't know, the super bunch are you finally get access to chocobos. Okay. Um because it's an open world game, they're actually kind of a big deal because yeah. unlike the car, they don't have to follow the road and they're faster than walking. And you finally get them, and one character's like, you know, are sorry if I was, you know, a little too excited. I just really like, I just really love chocobos. Another character goes, "There's no wrong way to love a chocobo." <laughs> I'm gonna butter your bread. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Hey girl, <laughs> that one horrible like line chocobo? of dialogue. Yeah, there ain't no, baby, there ain't no wrong way to love a chocobo. Yeah, we all it, we all know this now. Yeah. So, no, I guess kind of on the same, keeping with the topic we're running with right now, like, it looks like Destiny 2 may be a pretty substantial shakeup of what that game is, maybe aligning it more than we were promised initially for that game, but, like, I, if you were to ask me how would you fix Destiny, I'd say more open world, more, like, spaces to go around, like, I don't... It, the shooting controls are great, give me, this, uh, give me a larger kind of frontier feeling of that game, and... I think that's kind of the direction a bunch of RPGs should go into. Like, The Witcher does that fantastically, where it's like, no, no, we have these very curated missions for you to do, but half the fun is, look how fucking cool the world is! Look at it! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'd also make The Witcher... I'd also make Witcher 3 not an RP... Um, not an open-world game, though, too, potentially. It's like... Fucking give me the story, goddammit. I want to know the story. <laughs> well, I only have one left nah, for mechanics. Do you want to start going through your list? I don't have a giant list either. Like, I guess like part of what I've enjoyed so much about the Telltale Batman game I was talking about is they have... They haven't shaken up their mechanics greatly. They've made their mechanics harder. Those, like, fighting game moves you now have to pull where it's like, hey, left and right or left and X at the same time. Not major changes, but it makes it feel a little bit more urgent. They do. There's a Batman gauge in that game. I don't understand what the hell it does. <laughs> more games need Batman gauges I, on a scale of one to Batman. Where do you reside? I kind of that, but at the same time, like if you're gonna be a heavily narrative-driven game that features quick-time events for how you interact with the game. Maybe Bring something new to the table on the quick-time events. Not even new. Just make them complicated. Like it's. Like, don't go full heavy rain where it's, like, mash R2 to drink a cup of orange juice, but, like, maybe a <laughs> heavy rain was on the right path where it's like, no, no, this is an active game, weirdly enough. But at the same time, it's like, no, no, it's still kind of a story unfolding around you, like, but we do make you go through all the efforts to make stuff happen, which... Was heavy rain a good game? I... Uh... I legitimately don't know. <laughs> I I don't think so because I think the story and the writing of that game is bad and the uh, I don't like David Cage games. I have tried on numerous occasions to play David Cage games and they're too kind of self-masturbatory of look how look how literate I am, I guess, for my taste in games. I, I find the twists in them insultingly predictable i 
I don't like his style of doing things when it comes to a variety of games. Like, that guy is a guy who really wants to be making movies, but then makes you play a video game, and then doesn't always get, like... Where Telltale Games is open, like, no, you're, you're playing a fucking interactive story with button presses. David Cage is like, we're not going to throw you an action sequence, introduce new button presses that only show up here and never in the rest of the game. Why? Mm-hmm. Just to screw with you, I guess. Yeah, and Heavy Rain's got some cool stuff. Like, I, it's weird I'm saying I kind of like the controls for it. Like, when you interacted with stuff, it'd be like, okay, do a quarter circle move to pick up the orange juice, press left to then pour it to the left, and then, like, press X to put it down or something. Like, that was kind of cool. The issue is the implementation of it was clunky and shitty. Mm-hmm. But that level of, like, hey, here's how you pour orange juice is dumb, but also kind it's kind of... Telltale's doing a more accessible version of it with Batman combat, and as a result, the combat feels very involved. Like, as someone who's played all of the recent Batman games, and who's like, no, I, I've done that in a game. Like, I've done that fight sequence. I don't feel totally off-put by, like, oh, it's just side and X to beat this dude senseless. It's like, yeah, I'm side and Xing that dude in the face! <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's a bit of a pipe dream game for me, but I've always wanted something that was kind of highly cinematic where they establish early on where it's like, um, like X is direct attack, triangles interact with environment, circle is like rush towards opponent essentially, and then X is like take cover or something. And the game would give you a situation where like, they throw you into like a um, a restaurant or something. And the game moves in like not full slow motion, but slower than normal motion. And as you progress, it's like, no, no, you're trying to get towards the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And your character will essentially always move towards the kitchen slowly kind of thing. Like it's like if it's 100 feet, if you just let the character sit there, it'll take like two minutes for your character to walk all the way there. But at the same time, like, dudes are shooting at you and stuff like that, and you press left or right or kind of forward to move towards those guys, and then you have button-sensitive context where it's like, hey, that guy's next to a table. If I go over and press, like, if I move towards him and press the kind of environmental context button, he'll grab that guy, he'll, like, run towards the dude and, like, grab the guy's face and, like, knock him backwards onto the table or something. Or if I have a gun that's empty and I throw, like, shoot at him, it'll just wing the gun at him. So you're kind of making kind of John Woo, Wire foo action sequences. Mm-hmm. And it's much more of a kind of directing an action sequence at that point that is challenged, but it's like, no, no, the point is, like, you're trying to make it as stylish and as over-the-top as possible. You're not gonna die but then we rate your like it, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's too far for a game. But I've always this, wanted something like that. This may be some of my ignorance, but is that how Beautiful Joe works? Kind of, but Beautiful Joe is still a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Okay, I'm talking like like I'm talking like there's no action that's not like kind of scripted, like where it's like no no this is like okay here's how you interact with a post, and then maybe as the game progresses it opens up into like no no you actually can die in this situation. You have to understand how this stuff kind of plays out where it's like, hey, it's a room full of swords. Lean towards the swords, grab a sword, throw it at that dude, rush his ass down, like beat him in the face or something. I <coughs> I don't know even how you'd make that into a game, 
but something I've always been like, man, wouldn't it be cool if it was basic action sequence the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be cool. And like the way the game you works, definitely seem to have thought this out a lot. Well, like and the way the game works is basically like you you get like you, you reach the goal and then it rewinds and then plays everything at full speed like it normally would. So you get to see kind of a cool action sequence, like I'm super hot. Did when you get when you clear the level, it shows what you're doing in real time as opposed to the stop go motion it was doing. Mm-hmm. I, it's something I it's it is something I have thought about many times and have no way of ever making real because I can't code or anything like that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure would be nice every now and then if, like, all of us just had access to, you know, a full design team. Yeah. And just say, here's my crazy ideas. Can you put it all together? Yeah. No, and, like, I I would love to see if Telltale's storytelling could do something like that where it's like, yeah, we, we've, t- we've taught you the here's how these button presses work kind of. Like, it's still technically a quick time event, but you get to pick which quick time you want and if you fail like you take damage or something you can get, like you can get injured three times per scene before you fail or something i don't know mhm it's obviously not a game i've played it's just something i want <laughs> the fever dream ah not even that i think I, there's a chance given how things work eventually this will happen but mm-hmm. yeah hmm. so i've only got one last game design sure or thing that I think more games need, which is I still have a place in my heart for this little game called Dino D-Day. Okay. And I think we need more Jurassic World War II games in our lives. Okay. And adding that on to other game franchises, I think could be fucking hilarious. That's not really a fundamental change. That's just like I want more dinosaurs in video games, which... I do. That's fair. It's not really a fundamental yeah. change, though. You're not like saying, hey, no... It, it's not when Modern Warfare said no more World War II for a long time. People like, oh shit, we're not doing World War II anymore. Mm-hmm. I need more dinosaur games that aren't like... Turok. Ar- I say Turok and Ark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of my little list. Yeah, I, not, yeah. I don't have much else to go with, but... Um, guess yeah, that the racing that. game thing was my big contribution. Yeah. Nah, moving on from that, though, we do have two questions and or comments Ooh. that came in. Thank you. Uh, this one's actually for you, Jeff, more or less officially. Um, Kyle asks, hey, Jeff, you were out last week. Um, is it weird listening to a podcast you weren't on, but you're part of the podcast crew? It's extremely weird, especially when you get addressed <laughs> and talked about like you're or talked about like you're there or like. You start learning about what other people think of your personality and whatnot. Like, if Jeff was here, he would say the following, and then I get to sit there and go, I would or wouldn't say that. Um, so in that case, yeah, it's a real friggin' weird, like, out-of-body experience. It's like, I mean, I do my best to try and not miss podcasts. Like, all the ones I've had, it's been like, Jeff isn't in the appropriate state. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are... But there is, like, a certain thing of, like, the few times I've gotten to, like, have a po- or a podcast got made and I wasn't around, it's, like, the weirdest out-of-body experience. My favorite ones, though, probably are still the preamble ones. Or the, yeah, two of them. The reason being is they're all so far back, I have no recollection of saying those things. 
but every single one of them is written directly to my own personal sense of humor yeah. because I'm the one saying it. Yep. And probably the same goes for Charlie, where it's like, or if you could put a whole bunch of distance between yourself and listening to those, like, it's just like my own sense of humor being regurgitated to me. And it's jokes that it's almost like I've never heard before because I haven't heard them in so long. And those, that for me is awesome. Yeah, I have the weird situation where the day before the podcast goes up is the day I edit the podcast. So I actually have to wait a couple days. So I'm just like, ah, fuck this. I listened to this two days ago kind of thing. If I wind up listening to it, I always make sure the podcast goes up correctly. And I make like, oh, yeah, it sounds fine or whatever. But I have not missed one yet. So I don't know how this feels, but I can imagine it's kind of like, in this case, you have written in. I have paraphrased your questions some, but you now know I have read your email. And as a result, we are now answering it. Like, but you also were in no way involved in me asking the question or anything. That's, it's an. It, I think the out of body experience is probably the best way of putting it. It's like, it probably feels like that time you hear a story that you were in, but people don't know you were in the story, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, the reason out of body is the word is it's like, the entity of yourself is acting without the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's weird. <laughs> no, this, this probably very much feels like back when I was in college, I would occasionally go places and people would know of me and tell stories of me. And I'd be like, I don't remember doing that. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. <laughs> that happened on a couple of cases. Like, wait, you're you? Yes. Apparently I, the other answer is just forget a bunch of stuff and then find out about it later. And yeah. You'll know what it's like. <laughs> no, it's, I've, that's actually what I'm describing it. Like it's, it, there are, I've, I've, I occasionally have to go back and listen to older podcasts for reasons, and I'm like, huh, we did talk about that. I don't remember ever talking about that kind yeah. of moments. Yeah. That's part of why I always, at, or I always preface a lot of my stories with, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast yeah. yet. Nah, thank you for writing in, Kyle. So we have we got one from someone named Jack as well. Uh, it's um, Basically, it boils down to, I say Jen and my girlfriend. And he wants to know if they're two different people or if they're one person. <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of answers to this question. Yes, and that's kind of the joke so, I was gonna go with. So um yes. So your your girlfriend is the is the star of girlfriend ga- games and Jen is our lead designer. Our graphic our art artist, designer. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. How to explain this one? Yes, they're the same person. I refer to them yes. differently because even in girlfriend games where like that that was born of Jen's not a huge video game fan, but she occasionally likes playing around with them. Uh, the joke in my brain kind of split. Actually, the jo- it's not so much a joke as it's me and Jen both work in the same industry. We met because we worked at the same company ultimately. And back when we were dating and we were at the same place, you want to tell stories about stuff you got up to and stuff like that, but... Not to get the other person in trouble or make it awkward for that person at work. You refer to them as my girlfriend or my boyfriend. So it's kind of a, a deniability moment, if you will. And Off screen yeah, partner. Kind of, yes. So actually linking it back to the actual the last question, you wind up hearing the other person's version of a story you were there for occasionally. It's like, huh, okay. But so as a result, <laughs> when I am talking about Jen as my girlfriend, I talk to her about her as my girlfriend when she is respected member of the SWS staff and contributor via graphics and or content. She is Jen. Yep. Also at first, I think I'm pretty sure she didn't want to be involved. So yes. it was very, you know, there's our graphic designer. 
and then like it was supposed to be like a level of separation. Yeah, it's she w- she really wanted to go by an alias in girlfriend games. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what alias did she want to pick? <laughs> uh, she had a bunch of dumb ones, and I'm like, that's not a <laughs> no. We're not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, if you go back and listen to the, if you go back and watch the girlfriend game episodes, I think the first time, to- the first three, I never say her name. And I think the third, I think Journey is the first one I call her by her first name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's Jen. Jen's cool. Yep. She will rip your dick off in a fight. She's 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 really weirdly proud. That's the consensus we came to. She's like, yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> she ought to be. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's a badge of honor you can carry around. And yeah. Wear. She's like, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Trophies. <laughs> how did Jim and Alex take that? Well, Alex, I don't know how Alex did. How did Jim take it? <laughs> you heard Alex was like, yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Jen also scares me too. You're right. <laughs> Jim was like, I have guns, and I'm like, yeah, but he's like, yeah, point. Let's <laughs> say, uh, yeah, all of us are terrified of Jen. That's why I put an entire continent between me and her. Yeah, it's a smart move. <laughs> it's a That's smart the reason move. I live in New Hampshire. It's a smart move. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Jack, for the question. Hope it's not too confusing, and you're not too weirded out by my girlfriend now, so, yeah. <laughs> But that about does it for us this week. Um, that's the end of the podcast, at least. Uh, as always, we are Something Wicked Studios. You can write in at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. If we like your question or whatever, we may read it on air. Mm-hmm. Like we just did. Exactly. Yes, and we appreciate it. And additionally, it. we'll probably answer it. I kind of want to get enough Vaguely questions so I'm like, I'm not answering that. Like, I can be selective. <laughs> I'll read it, but we're not answering it. Fuck that person. Uh, I'm waiting for it's it's Robert who writes in. I am my roommate for those who can't or who haven't had the ability to put that one together yet because I don't talk about him his first name. But my roommate will write in and be like, and Robert or Robert Jeff's roommate wrote in, and I'm not answering it. <laughs> I really, of course, this question is going to be, where's my much gold? <laughs> I really want him to write in. I, I, as it's it's the odd situation of, but like, I, if people I know listen to the podcast, it's like, why don't Because I know you in real life. I sent my question there. Fair. Please write in. <laughs> I'm just as crazy in real life, too. I think you just have to start telling your friends in real life, Charlie, I got a question for you. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. <laughs> I almost actually told Alex to write in this week. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if it's like, hey, Jeff, what's it like in my sloppy seconds of a podcast? <laughs> I was in your house. <laughs> uh, he's allowed to. I'll share the space with him. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to be um, moving in a little more permanently, as it sounds. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. Yeah, that's plan A. That's always been the right. plan. No, but yeah, the, the content... A hiatus continues. We got the question of will Metal Geared return? And don't worry. Metal Geared will return in the new year. Me and Jim have rested. We've avoided Hideo Kojima for a little while. I've I've scrubbed myself down with lots of disinfectant soap to Don't worry, Metal Geared will be back. We will finish the saga. <laughs> <laughs> we set out with a goal, which was to play all the Metal Gear Solid games, and God damn it, I won't be stopped. Mm. 
Exactly. Mostly it's been trying to figure out how to handle them. Like, it's... Uh, those games are... Playing them back-to-back-to-back-to-back has been actually surprisingly draining because as a franchise that was spread out over like the span of 15 years, they're quite different games. And as a result, by the time you're kind of getting into a swing with one, it's time for the new one. You're like, man. Because you get more of the old one. <laughs> I, it, I, I know Jim was giving me grief in this one, but like we've yet to play a Metal Gear Solid game that plays like its predecessor. Like two and three are similar, but at the same time, not really. Mm-hmm. Like they they keep adding stuff to the controls in a good way, but it doesn't make it any easier. Where it's like, okay, this one has interrogation combat. I think the next one we're gonna play has like a camouflage stealth system and stuff. Where it's like, yep, and uh, earth humping. Yeah, and really long cutscenes. Which, as someone who tries to, as the person who edits those videos, it's like, how the fuck do I deal with hour long cutscenes? Like. Or we just gonna put up a bunch of hour-long episodes and be like, "Yep, it's a cutscene." Mm-hmm. Say that, or have them be their own independent videos. I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like if it's an hour-long cutscene, do you have the entire cutscene as an episode? Yeah, I guess it depends a lot on what's your banter during that. We tend to banter. It it varies. It's more reactionary as opposed to the rest of the stuff where it's like, what we're doing is stupid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's I, I we, we took a break because I was looking forward and basically had the moment of how the fuck do we make videos out of these actually? Like this is not these are not conducive in the same way that the other ones were. Mhm. And the other ones are not conducive at all. Mhm. Maybe the first one was, but yeah. Content will return. Uh we're still figuring out our game of the year stuff. I I expect at this point our extra live stream will just happen on Christmas because I've given up trying to wrangle people for that. It'll be Doom and maybe some other stuff. Mm-hmm. I may do all of Doom in one shot or something because that game is yeah. awesome and the greatest I Christmas game. I may have to game. push mine out till January or something just because... That's, that's next year these, at that point, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know, but these are the holidays yeah. my life. I think every single day of every weekend from here in including Fridays, there is something going on in my life yeah. no, and if already. You cho- <laughs> if you chose to donate, thank you. Uh, even if we're kind of screw-ups and don't do the marathon, the money still goes to the kids that need it, so you're doing a good thing regardless. Yeah. Somehow, some way, I will get it done and get 24 hours in. I'm not trying to do 24. Like, I, it's... Yeah. It may have to be yeah. a 12 and 12 or something yeah. like that, but I will get the time done. Yeah. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, content will return to the channel. Don't worry. I, it's Literally, I'm sitting here surrounded by a mild number of boxes that contain some of my recording equipment where it's like, yep, this is stuff we need to make the videos. I was supposed to have moved two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be in my new place. Looking like I won't move to the end of the year now. This fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some videos will sneak out soon. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, with that, would you or do you want to end this one or would nah, you? Nah, like you end to? it. You end this one. I got to end it last week. Yep. 
Because uh, Alex forgot the incantation. I, it's a very important incantation. We should tattoo it on his yeah. forehead. Say on his uh, next podcast that he's on, when it's all three of us, he's gonna have to do it. I, that, that's gonna be his initiate, or that's gonna be the first of many of what will probably be his initiation. Yeah, this is something Wicked Studios and Insanity is a forefront. Yes, he'll have to get the um, intro right eventually too. Yeah. So, with that, we are something Wicked Studios. Thank for your li- thank you for listening, and cue the metal. <laughs>